Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'm cool with that, though. Got a hat. You got We're a hat good. yesterday. We're good, We're good right? Uh, it's yeah. time for Sideline Views. That's the old number fives, of course, with the uh, with the intro. Uh, you can catch them coming up on the uh, February 4th at Nighthawk, 9 o'clock for their showtime there. They'll be at BB's Longside Barbecue February 9th at 7. Yeah. There you go. Some upcoming shows for our, our house band, the old uh, number fives. Somebody said, don't forget the Leon Lett play. Dallas ended up winning that game. So, I mean, while a dumb play, it didn't cost them the game. This one was, you know, you don't make that play. We're talking overtime, and who the hell knows what happened, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. Did anybody want overtime? Not me, uh, I didn't know. No, no, I did no. tell you before the game, though, I felt like overtime was coming. <laughs> and and you're I like, you? grinder in the fourth. <laughs> we a, got it. I'll take a regulation win. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think was my response to you there. I was like, I don't want overtime. I just felt like that thing was good, and it should have gone to overtime had Mr. Osai out there not done the dumb. Sure as heck didn't want overtime when they got down to the end oh, there. No, not no, 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 no. Bit. Uh, well done by the crowd. The crowd was awesome Fantastic, yesterday. Fantastic, yeah. Awesome, loud. It, there were many moments I couldn't hear the guys upstairs uh, in the headset again. Mm-hmm. Like, I got it cranked all the way, and I'm doing, got my hands on my ear. It was so loud on the field and throughout the game. Yeah. There was like one lull, and that was it. A lot of times it kind of right. Other, it was just it was humming the whole entire game. I think that lull was when Patrick Mahomes did his best Garrow Yapremian impression. Yes, there was a little bit of uh oh. I'm when, sitting there watching the, the game with my daughter, and, and I said, over. "I said that's Garrow Yapremian." She goes, "What?" I said, "Google Garrow G A R O Yapremian, just like it sounds." Yeah. Who the hell knows how to spell that, right? <laughs> um, and she did, and she's dying. That's she goes, it. "Oh my god, that's so funny! Yeah. <laughs> what is that guy doing?" <laughs> At least, that, I mean, at least that was a kicker. You know what I mean? Like your quarterback's like, "What just happened here?" Yeah, that was about the only time the place wasn't on like full boil. Right. You guys that, were awesome yesterday. That point awesome, in time, awesome, my st- awesome. I'm not gonna lie, my stomach sank yeah. on that play. Yeah. Uh, Janerald Wilson, the U- U.S. Navy veteran, hands down best anthem. Yeah, always no I question. Would, I would have that guy sing the anthem everywhere, all the time. Every single time he performs, he is. On the money. Yeah, he does a great job. He's like my quick change of anthems. Oh, you can have your you can have your favorite halftime acts all you want. I'll take quick change every day of the week. Nothing, I'll, nothing I'll will ever beat quick change. General Wilson, and I'm and no offense to the uh, to the uh, the frisbee dogs who I love, mm. and the the lady who spins the plates. Yeah, on the uh, the unicycle. Yeah, that's good too. Red yeah. panda or mm-hmm. something or other. Um, it's quick change. Okay? Quick change quick is change. the best. And it's General Wilson. He is the best anthem singer in the country. Yep. He is unbelievable. He's he's so good. Yeah. He is he just knocks it out of the park every time. And he's and he knows it's not about him, right? He's just there to sing, man, and yeah. to sing good. And he was phenomenal. Yeah. He is he is terrific. So sign him up just all the time. He is yeah. he is nails. Uh the cold was no joke 
So what was the official 70-something? How many? You people, unbelievable. I was cold. It uh-huh. was cold last night. About the third quarter, started to feel your face kind of like the windburn feel. Did you put, like, Vaseline on your face? <laughs> All over. Yeah, so no, seriously, me. you should. So yeah. nobody could tackle me. I was... I was. <laughs> I lubed up two be... weeks ago against Jacksonville. I, I had it on. I think I sent mine to Philly because they had to grease the poles. <laughs> so I didn't have... They missed a pole because I saw a guy climb left. a pole in 10 seconds yeah. yesterday. So, yeah, 73,426 diehards, man. It was, it was brutally cold. Colder than that Seattle game mm-hmm. that had the colder temperatures. The temperature wasn't bad. It was the wind, and the wind was brutal. Last, here it is. If it's not for the wind, it wouldn't be that bad, right? No. Yeah. If it's <laughs> and, not the and humidity, it being nighttime, it's like the humidity. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's not the heat. It's the humidity. It wasn't the temperature. It was the cold. It was a cold wind on a yeah. day at Arrowhead Stadium. They tried to change the name, but a futile effort reigned for the Bengals on this very night because it was a cold wind that was blowing across the. It yeah. was. It was cold. So everybody hung in there. It made it a, a difficult night for the special teams, especially the the, the kickers. I documented that earlier about um, the pregame, uh, watching everybody kick in the pregame and how bad the the conditions looked. And in the game, you're like, okay, this this isn't any long 55-yard field goal attempts here on this day. This is a get it as close as you can to kicking in. And both kickers handled it great. Yep, they were fantastic. I, I told you that in the break, I said, has that, never that, missed that guy's never missed. He's great. He's great. Butker was really good again yesterday as well. Both of those kickers deserve like a medal of honor for the NFL for going out there and, and being perfect yesterday. Because without those two guys, who knows what happens in that game for either team. They were They were brilliant yesterday in those conditions, man. Uh, Speaking of the greasing of the poles you mentioned with the lube, did you see the guy in Philly who fell through the bus stop? Oh, no. (laughs) Standing on that glass and went right through. Oh, no. (laughs) They had themselves a party yesterday. Yes, they did. I think they started tailgating at 4 a.m., they said, and they were throwing eggs at 49er fans. Did they have another lacrosse match so they could get into the parking lot early? They were on the streets tailgating in the city at 4 a.m. That place is a little scary, isn't it? Yeah, I have no interest in going That's, there right That now. place is a lot scary. Yeah. I got uh, some videos from a friend of mine who was there at the at the game. It looked like it was wild, man. Like insane in the membrane. Uh, there were moments of the game where... You guys were uh, you guys were taking in your medicinal. Yep. It was... It was well, wild. it's legal now, with, right? With the it wind, is legal. With the wind, though. It was, oh, with the wind. It was, <laughs> it was, was whipping. There was huh? a lot of wafting in of, yeah, various scents. Did it, did it help you down there on the sideline <laughs> with your sideline views? I, I don't know. It does know. help glaucoma, I heard. Yeah, it does. Yeah, makes true. you see better. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it helped the officials or not or what have did you. It, but Did it help the heat in your jacket at all? <laughs> there were a few times you're, you're like, oh, my goodness. Some, I wanted to around like. Things hot boxing on the sideline. Where is that coming from? <laughs> it is like just. Where? There's 76,000 people in here today. All of a sudden, Kling is craving a hot dog with mayonnaise. (laughs) No wonder you ate that mayo dog. That's right. Mayo dog. What did you eat at halftime yesterday? Did you mayo dog it? I did not. (laughs) He's blaming the crowd for the noise when Dana and uh, Mitch went to him. No, he was in the back eating a dog with mayo. Maybe maybe so. Hey, guys, it's really like wild down here, man. Let's go down to the sideline. Josh Klinger, what did you see on that one, Josh? 
mayo and hot dog and uh, relish. And, uh, man, that Five smells dollars. amazing. You guys had a good time in the crowd yesterday. That's all I could, <laughs> I could just tell. Mm-hmm. I could just tell. Not as many. I mean, they were vocal, but I didn't think as many got in as I thought would from Cincinnati. I thought they were going to really try to invade ticket prices. Sure. As yeah. the ticket prices pulled, you know, went up, people would sell. They mm-hmm. defended the house pretty pretty substantially yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even sound like there were any yeah. Cincinnati fans. I know you saw a couple in the when crowd. When T. Higgins whatever, made the but... catch, you'd sometimes hear T. He's good. I didn't hear a who day. Um, you know, there were, there were some around the lower portion, you know, in the front row that had Bengals stuff on, but I thought held off the opposition pretty well. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty well. And then, uh, I mean, you and I have had the ability to to cover some of these things after games. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I don't know that it was as crazy as yesterday. It was a, a bleep show after the game. <laughs> a, glor- a glorious one at that. I'm not so sure all 73,000 of you didn't get on the field at some point yesterday after the game. I mean, there's just people just piling in. I remember the first one we won and I was down on the field. Like, I- I'm seeing people. I'm like, how the hell did you get down here? <laughs> and I, I, I get... You know, I get some field interviews done, and I'm then I'm I'm jetting back to the locker room, and it's like swimming up upstream, right? Mm-hmm. And then I get back to the locker room, and there's one security guard that's in charge of the door to the lo- poor guy. I was helping, <laughs> not I was trying to help. I'm like, I have no authority here, but I'm like, <laughs> this is overwhelming because everybody was trying to get in, and everybody was like. Well, uh, so-and-so said I could come in. Yeah, and he's right. Like, uh, yeah. No, <laughs> this way. And so you either had, I think, a, like a field pass. A lot of hangers or on. Or go to the family the family room or whatever. And the mm-hmm. directing of uh, of traffic, I mean, this guy was was having to be the bad cop. And I, so I was standing by the door trying to get in myself, you know, when they were ready for us to go in the locker room. And I was ended up helping the guy like, Nope, you're not a player. Nope, you're not a Stanford. Nope. And just like family hall down there. I mean, everybody was there. But so-and-so said I, everybody was trying to get into the locker Surely room. Did. It yeah. was like crazy. So-and-so said like he doesn't play here yeah. anymore. Yeah. And then there was a former chief that did get into the locker room. I don't think I'm giving anything away. Uh, but uh, but Daryl Williams happened to be there. Oh, good for and, him. And he's, he's, he's there, and he gets there, and he goes, he goes, can I still be part of the team? Something like that. And he's like, I don't know. And then one of the, one of the players grabbed him, brought him, brought him in with them. And so he got to go, he got to go live. He was one of the very few, I think that, that snuck through. That's that good. And, that and one of the, uh, the Reed grandkids. That was about, those were about the only ones that the extras that got into the locker room at that point in time. But it was, it was chaos. Did the Bengals let him sigh into the locker room? Uh, yeah, you saw him go in ahead of. No, he was not ahead of him. Oh, he wasn't. No, ahead of him? it was fifty nine, not fifty eight. Oh, I thought yeah. he was ahead of him in that video. No, he was just he was just yelling. Sir, no. you're gonna have to just go this way. Yeah, please City go. bus will take you home. Please go around this way. <laughs> but it was it was it was unbelievable. And then they, to their credit, they like they let everybody on the field take as many pictures as you want. Sure, hang out as long as you want. Chiefs did a fantastic job. Like. Just go you, down there and you guys enjoy go, it. Your fam, your your families, whatever. You guys all go do it. You have to enjoy these moments because, like that, they're gone. Just ask the Bengals. Yeah. Just ask the Buffalo, Bucks. New England. Yeah, I mean, look, New England's probably sitting around going, "God, it's been forever since we were any good." Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like seriously, it's been five years. They don't know what to right? do. They don't I'm know sure what they're to do. awfully twitchy about. Yeah. Not being there. Yeah, anymore. the Bruins have got like a great start, so maybe they're onto the hockey. I don't no, know. They got Mondi know. now there, so they're excited about I don't that. Know. But it was it was crazy. So 
congratulations to everybody that went to uh to arrowhead one you braved the weather uh two you had a hell of a celebration and i i don't know how many people left early i mean it was who lit the field on fire (laughs) did they the fire at the stadium yesterday who started that i don't know i don't know i heard it was eli apple's mom or something come on now You're going to go with that one? I like it. I do like it, but I, I mean, like we're not going she, there. She did shut down her Twitter. She couldn't take the heat. Seriously? She oh, yeah, shut she, down her Twitter? She, she's off Twitter. Why do these people talk so much sh- and then, um, then like. Shenanigans. Yeah. Shiitake mushroom. Like, I, I got to be honest, man. If you're going to sit there and dish it out, you got to be able to take it. Yeah. And if you can't take it, shut your mouth. Know your role. And shut your mouth. Jabronis. If you smell, oh, okay. I mean, I'm telling you what, Josh. I just got a text from somebody close to the organization. They're still pissed. Yeah, they, they are they still pissed be. about the way the Bengals handled things all week. Yeah, yeah. That Bengal team may never get another victory against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. A lot of cigars in the locker room too. That's good. Macanudos or Swisher well, Sweets? I, I don't know. I don't know. But everybody was looking for Cohiba? a cigar. Everybody had the same idea. It wasn't like an organization. Like here's a box and we're passing them out. Everybody like brought their own like. I'm going to smoke this the cigar real if this, deal. Thing, if this yeah. thing wins. Yeah. So we'll they hear, Cubans? We'll hear from uh, Juan Thornhill uh, coming up in uh, in a little while, probably about uh, probably about a half hour from now. And, uh, yeah, he was one of the ones that they <laughs> – he'll explain uh, bringing his own cigars because he didn't really appreciate all this, the uh, blank they were doing the, the year prior. I'm telling you, man, Cincinnati dug a grave, and then they got buried in it. They thought they were going to be burying the Chiefs. They feels, dug their own grave. Feels better when you you fight back. And then we peed on top of and it. Then, uh, and then and uh, then let them have it afterwards. Oh, right? it's, it's, this is sad. Like I said, this is a satisfying win. The most satisfying win of this run. There's your views from the sidelines. What this game in my eyes will be remembered for next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Patrick Mahomes joins CDOT every Monday at 2.15 for an exclusive one-on-one interview on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Also lining up inside. Over the right guard, Max Sharpring. Third down and eight. Cincinnati Burrow retreating. 
And now he's going to be sacked. Down he goes. Down he goes. Chris Jones destroying the blocker on the near side. Mitch Holtis yesterday on 106.5 The Wolf, the second Chris Jones sack. That's right. I said it. Multiple sacks for Chris Jones. Multiple sacks, right. five quarterback hits, and like three tackles for loss that's or something like that. That, that. That's a day. Have yourself a day, Chris Jones. He dominated yesterday. And I think we've talked about Chris Jones in almost every segment, but we're not talking enough about Chris Jones for how he dominated that game yesterday. That's what a star defensive lineman does. He doesn't move the pocket. He doesn't occupy offensive linemen for somebody else. <laughs> Set he dominates yeah, right, all that it. bull crap yeah, that yeah. like high school coach likes to point to. None of that matters. No, he just wrecked like, it. If you have to go back and watch the all 22 to find out if somebody played well, they didn't have a good game. I don't care what you say. They didn't have a good game. I don't need some guy telling me, well, after watching the all 22, you can see where Chris Jones clearly moved the pocket. No, I want Chris Jones to dominate. That's the type of game that I've been waiting for all year long from Chris Jones. And he went out there and in the biggest game on the biggest stage against the biggest SOBs known to man in the NFL, Chris Jones went out there and dominated that game. And it was beautiful, baby. Beautiful. That's that's what we've been asking. You know, he's, we've had a high bar for Chris Jones, right? You want him to be amongst the yeah. considered the the best at his craft. Well, got to come up with those in the uh, the biggest games. Yes, you do. And, and yes, he did. you do. Like if you want him to be the household, he's probably a household name now. You got to come up with those kind of plays in the moment. Legends are born in the postseason. Derek Jeter's in the pro foot for the pro baseball hall of fame, not because of what he did in the regular season, but he had all of those big postseason moments. Guys get paid because they play great in the postseason. Larry Allen was the guy's name or whoever that was for the Cowboys, that defensive yeah, back, yeah, right? Yeah, was yeah, Larry yeah, Allen, yeah, whoever yeah. was right. Made those plays all of a sudden to sign in a big time contract. That's where you earn your money. That's where you become a superstar. That's where you become legendary. Patrick Mahomes is legendary because of all of the plays that he makes in the postseason, the way that he wills his team to win. That's what great players want to do. And if you want to be considered in that upper echelon, in that great category, and again, we throw the word great around way too much, but if you want to be thrown into that category of greatness, you got to show up in the biggest games. And Chris Jones showed up bigger than anybody could have imagined yesterday. Uh, beginning tomorrow, right here during this very segment, tomorrow and then through next Monday, 8.20, 8.30, You want to be listening. You want to be taking part. We're going to take three contestants. Each will have 60 seconds to answer Questions about our show's history. We just passed the 13-year mark. The more you know about the show, the better your chances. Whoever does the best is going to get registered to win a $500 high V gift card. Again, beginning tomorrow morning, 820, 830, 840, and running for the next five shows. You're going to an opportunity to win a $500 high V gift card for your big game spread. How about that? The official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs, where you can find a huge selection of Chiefs apparel, Chiefs plates, napkins, party supplies, Chiefs-themed cookies, cakes, and cupcakes, everything else to throw that big game party. $500 gift card at High V is going to go a long way towards your big game party. So be listening tomorrow morning during this very segment, and then for the next five days, take part. The more you know about the show, the better your chances to have an opportunity to win that $500 high V gift card. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Centric. Learn more at centric.com slash 610. Obviously we had the big moments for Mahomes, for Jones, for Kelsey. Mm -hmm. I think what I'll remember this game though, for is the everybody else aspect of it. The guys 
that you didn't expect to step up in a game like this that took an opportunity and, and did something with it. MVS, when they desperately needed a wide receiver to make some plays. Mm-hmm. In this particular game, you didn't have Justin Watson, who was out sick. Watson, Kadari- yes! Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Mondesi. Goes down with an injury. He's juice all over the place. Yeah, you kind of wonder if he's ever going to be healthy, right? Kadarius Tony injured. Juju Smith-Schuster, injured. McCole Hardman, re-injured. Boy, he got wrecked on that play, though, man. Poor McCole. He was, that dude gutted it out yesterday. You had three wide receivers out of the mix and a fourth that couldn't even go to start the game. And MVS steps up and has a huge role. The loss also of Tony and Hardman and Watson leaves open the punt return duties, right? (laughs) We were all a little bit nervous with Sky Moore, right? We all demoted him (laughs) back earlier in the season. Like, he can't return punts anymore. Can't do it. Well, the fourth option had to return punts. No choice. (laughs) Comes comes up with a massive return. Huge. Right? Just Again, the, it goes back to Andy Reid sticking with these guys, too, you know? Like, it, it would have been very easy to not put Sky Moore back there. It would have been very easy to bury Sky Moore earlier in the year with those big plays that he messed up on special teams. But Andy Reid doesn't do that. If he believes in you, he's going to give you an opportunity. I mean, remember, it, we, we could always make the baseball counterpoint when they told us Moose laid down a bunt and they realized the light went on and they stuck with Mike Moustakas because he laid down a bunt or something. And everybody's like, whoa, look at Moose bunted. They stuck with him. They gave him the opportunity to figure things out. They did that with Sky Moore as well. If they, if they took Sky Moore and just removed him and put him in the doghouse or acted like we would after a game like that, he wouldn't have been able to make that big play. And if Sky Moore doesn't get that big return, we can't allow number 58 to make a dumb play on the sidelines and knock Patrick Mahomes into the bench. It took all of it to, to move the ball down the field to be able to kick the field goal right. in the game. Everything. And it, it all started with the Sky Moore play, but that Sky Moore play started weeks ago when Andy Reid put his arm around him in practice one day and said, hey, I got you. You're going to be just fine. It's okay. We'll get it figured out. And they did. And look at what happened. Sky Moore also has three catches in this game. Yeah. Contributes on offense as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think the unsung guys um, are, is what's going to stand out about this game. Your stars shine for sure. But in the midst of adversity, you had guys step up. Josh, Joshua Williams, uh, Jalen Watson, Watson. Uh, kind of overcoming the Legereus Sneed injury. Mm-hmm. Darius Harris steps in again at, at linebacker when, when Willie Gay can't go again. But also guys like Mike Dana step up. George Karloftis gets a big sack. Like, you know, Isaiah Pacheco just keeps on rolling as this rookie phenom in the seventh round. Like, you you hear it all the time, and we, we make fun of it because they're ridiculous cliches. Oh, that was a great team win. No, yesterday was legitimately a great team win because there wasn't one player on that roster who didn't do something to help that team win a game yesterday. Doesn't happen a lot like that, right? Sometimes you, like if any other team I feel like in the NFL loses just what we lost in the game yesterday, how do they find a way to win that game? How do they find a way to win? And they did because they had the veteran guys that raised the level of everybody else, but also all of those guys 
uh, on that roster at the bottom part of that roster, they believe are legit football players. And when you have the bottom of your roster, Josh valued as much as the top of your roster, like the chiefs do, you get big time plays from big time players that you drafted in the seventh round. Crazy. Another unsung guy to me, Marcus Kemp. You lose all those wide receivers. He comes up with a big 13 yard catch. Mm -hmm. He plays on special teams. It does just does whatever you ask him to do. Yep. Uh, I got a chance to catch up with him in the post game locker room. Cause I'm kind of enamored with sometimes with guys like this. I mean, he's, he's, he's bouncing up and down the roster all season long. He may have the toughest job. <laughs> one of the toughest jobs on the roster. You got to be patient and know everything other than that. <laughs> other than that. Eh. Yep. So uh, Marcus Kemp, the toughest job is staying ready. Sure. I mean, you have to prepare every week um, like you're going to be playing um, just like that game. And, and I've been doing that for six years. So like you said, it's a it's a long time coming. But um, luckily, I picked up that habit early and I prepare every week like I'm going to be a starting receiver. And, and, you know, the second half of the game, I ended up having to do that. So um, I'm blessed to be in the position to, to step in like that. And I'm thankful to all my teammates and coaches for allowing me um, the opportunities. You mentioned you've kind of been in that role. Is that what's kept you maybe around yeah, the I league think, that your patience and your preparation do pay off in that regard? I think so. I think um, I think I can do a lot of things around, and the coaches know that I'm going to prepare as if I was playing, and they know I know where I'm supposed to be and, and how to perform it if I were ever in a situation where I needed to. And tonight is one of those nights where I was in that situation. And... Um, you know, thankfully they trusted me and they left me in there and let me play and it and it all worked out. We get to go to the big game and and so I, I appreciate them for for allowing me this you know these six years to, to be with them and and this will be my third Super Bowl and I think I've been in that role and they trust me in that role so it always feels good to to kind of showcase you know what those scenarios mean. Number of different receivers were out tonight. Yeah. How many how many spots do you prep for? So you have to know everything. So I'm I'm technically the the backup XZ and Zebra receiver and the backup tight ends. I've been in emergency safety. You know, I'm the emergency emergency quarterback just in case. So that's kind of what the role I, I've stepped into. Um, that's kind of what they've trusted me with is is kind of knowing everywhere um, just in case I got to be anywhere. You know what I mean? I think you forgot holder, aren't you? The emergency emergency I, I'm holder. Actually, the backup holder yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Emergency holder. You're right. So. So I kind of, I, I appreciate it. I, I think it, it shows a lot of trust both ways that, uh, you know, they, they believe in me in, in that role and, and I can reciprocate and, and show it when I have to. You mentioned being in this spot before. I don't know. It's hard to put into words five straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowl trips now and this. How do you kind of process it? Yeah, right. You, you can't really describe the feeling. And, and like you said, this is the third time to the big game, fifth AFC championship, but it, it doesn't get any less special. Um, with each one, I mean, I still am, you know, in awe, um, still having a tough time believing it. It'll settle in, and then, you know, we'll get prepared for the next game. But like you said, it's just something that's um, – I just feel so lucky to be around players like this, a team like this, and be on a team that can perform in that way and beat a five straight and then end up with three in, in those five years. So it's something special. Might be prisoner of the moment, but that crowd tonight was unbelievable, right. I think the lead up to this game getting the Bengals again um, probably fed into that for everybody right right I think a team like ours um, especially with coach Reed at the helm is 
It's one that we don't like to talk too much um, before games like this. We just like to, you know, keep our head down and perform. Um, and so when they were doing the talking, we could tell that, you know, maybe they had, you know, some insecurities and some things that, that maybe we could take advantage of, you know what I mean? So with a, with a home crowd like this, we knew that, you know, with those insecurities or, or maybe those downfalls that we can, you know, exploit, um, the crowd might get to them and then we could take advantage of that. And that's what happened. That's Marcus Kemp. <laughs> maybe they had some insecurities. <laughs> yeah. It's called the offensive line. They were squawking a bit cause they weren't so sure of themselves. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, you talk really loud and put on a show because you're really like, you know, what do they call that small man syndrome at times? Right. And that's kind of like what the Bengals had. They knew they were beat up along that offensive line and they were coming in here and they were going to get a buzz kill. But th- I'm telling you, that fuel that they gave the Chiefs all week was what they needed. That was that was the motivating factor this week. And people can say what they want. I know firsthand from talking to enough people around the organization, this was a pissed team that went into that game, and they wanted revenge, and they wanted to shut up the Bengals. And they did that with the win. Joe Burrow can talk about being 3-1 and one now, all that nonsense. doesn't matter what happened yesterday. That's all that matters. What have you done for me lately? Those three previous wins, bye-bye. You're, in, you're, you're going to Cancun now, Eli Apple. You're going down there to celebrate the offseason. Chiefs are moving on to Arizona. And when they played Arizona in week one, I told you, Josh, you'd be starting the season where you were going to end it. And you're kind of like, ah, I don't know. They did. From Phoenix to Phoenix and everywhere in between. How about Marcus Kemp? He's going to his third. It's insane. <laughs> like, that's right? insane, right? <laughs> like, you, you listed all the things that he did, and, like, he didn't even know, like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm the backup holder as well. <laughs> like, this guy it's does It's not even everything. 1 through 53 now. You have to add the practice squad guys, too, because he's been, like, up and down and up and down and up yeah. and down. And just has to prepare for, like, five positions. and Yeah. And hope that, you know, he gets the call mm-hmm. on a particular week. Talk about the practice squad and the Ooh. COVID rules benefiting a player. Marcus Kemp and really benefiting the Chiefs by having a guy like that, that they're able to keep around. He is a valuable asset, you know, to this organization. And I I think the moral of the story is, and this goes for everybody, be as valuable as you possibly can in your place of employment and you'll always have a job. And Marcus Kemp is that. Don't be one of these guys. Oh, that's not my job. The minute you do that, you're bounced. Be Marcus Kemp. Be Marcus Kemp. (laughs) Seriously, kids, be Marcus Kemp. Yeah. Whatever you need, coach. Whatever you need, sir. Whatever you need, ma'am. I'm here for you. Let me know. I'll That's show how you, you stay employed. And I'll show you I'm ready when you call on yep. me. When, when you call on me, I'm there no matter what it is. Marcus Kemp can do it all, man. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Centric. Learn more at centric.com slash 610. Someone on the text line from the 316 says, Kemp is Whit Merrifield. I said, yeah, except Kemp wants to be here. <laughs> he's not, because he's not an everyday player. I mean. Marcus Kemp's just not an everyday no. player. He's got to fight and scratch and claw to stay around. Right. And then he could do all that stuff and not be active. Mm-hmm. And yesterday's active, and you needed him. And you needed him. And he had a big play. <laughs> you absolutely needed Marcus Kemp. God love day. Marcus Kemp. You Crazy. don't have to be the superstar, man. Be a glue guy, yeah. right? They always he's, say that. Be a glue glued. guy. Yep. That guy glued everything together. Yesterday, both places were the perfect example, right? Mm-hmm. That we've been we've been. I'm going to pound, continue to pound the table about it. Don't take these games away from home fans. Right. Were Philly and Kansas City awesome yesterday? Awesome. I mean, somebody went through a bus stop in Philadelphia. Oh, that, that too. Some guy climbed a greased up pole in 10 seconds in Philadelphia. 
Somebody from the text line said Philly fans must be rich. They were throwing eggs at the 49er that's fans. That's true. That's true. That's yeah, you got cheap, a, lot, a lot of cash sitting around these days, not right? a cheap endeavor these days, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they the atmosphere, you were at Arrowhead yesterday. We all saw both venues on, on television. Why on God's green earth would you even be considering taking the, well, I guess money. but Greed. I, I, greed. But yes. don't do it, man. No. You saw these, like, if that game was in Atlanta against Buffalo yesterday, maybe there would have been some fisticuffs in the crowd. But other than that, you wouldn't have had an atmosphere like you just wouldn't nope, have. You, you wouldn't have. You would not have had the atmosphere that you had in Philadelphia and the atmosphere that you had at Arrowhead. That should have been a wake up call to the NFL yesterday to say, hey, you know what? Let's just let it be. Let, let, let's pull a, a you know, a, a Paul McCartney and let it be. And there's no reason to try to recreate the wheel or reinvent the water fountain or anything like that. Like, let's just go out there and leave this alone because, my God, the atmospheres were great. You wouldn't have had the tailgating. You wouldn't have had the fun. You wouldn't have the jovial fans. Like, stop taking stuff away from the fans because yesterday proved to everybody that the NFL championship games on championship weekend need to be in those home venues. And I will say from the flip side as well, you tell me there's no more satisfying win than win in somebody else's building. Oh, like and that's the other thing. Like yeah. what Cincinnati experienced last year. Oh, no, wouldn't that quiet in a stadium after you just win something that like that? That is so satisfying oh, God, yes. to a team to go into somebody's house and win. Right. So that aspect of it can be good from the flip side too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just all, it's just all positive and you can't, you're right. You, you, you put that in a neutral venue. I know we would have had a bunch of people there, but the crowd would have been 50, 50. Right. And it would have been a, yay. And then everybody goes, no, you have the city celebrating. Mm-hmm. You have the whole thing. This game belongs in whoever earns it. Plus it's just the earning aspect of it too. Could you imagine if the chiefs got the number one seed and they got one stinking home game? Yeah. What's the point? Now, I do think if they go to it, it'll probably be in coupling it with an eight-team yeah. playoff, oh, and yeah, you'll, yeah. Get you'll, you'll get two home games, games to get to that yeah. one. But um, your reward is a week off and one home game. That's 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 not right for your fans. No, it's not. And I, everybody that was experiencing last night's game, I think I'd probably tell you, yeah. Just being I, down on the field and having that experience. You couldn't have been there. This this wouldn't have been the same in Atlanta. No, no. chance. No chance. No, it would have been copacetic. <coughs> Somebody from the 816 says the neutral site would have better weather. Who the hell cares about the weather? No, the weather's part of it, too. Right. You want to have the weather. You want the weather. I gave up. 60 degrees. It was fine. You're fine with that. Cool. Because okay. of the atmosphere. Yes. Because you re- you can't recreate that. Yes. You can't recreate fans doing what they do and having the fun that they have. You can't recreate a man falling through a bus stop. You can't recreate a hill being on fire. <laughs> Those are things that, hey, man, let's go. We want these games. And the NFL's got to stand up or the people in the NFL have got to stand up to the league and say, we're not doing this. I saw the owner of the Steelers, Mr. Rooney, who's a very powerful voice in this league, said, we don't want neutral side championship Good. I'm games. I'm hoping there's a lot of those. I hope there's a lot more yes, of those. I He's want... got sense. He's not thinking with dollar bills, y'all. Yes. He's thinking with brains. Clark Hunt on the AFC championship game being at home. Uh, one of the things that I've learned over the last five years is how special these championship games are when you get to play them at home and you get to celebrate with your fans. <clears throat> and I know that my dad was a, a proponent uh, at times of 
taking the AFC and NFC Championship games to neutral sites. Uh, but I think based on our experience, I think it's best uh, to give the team that, that earns that right the chance to play the game at home. Awesome. Share your thoughts with others. Well, you've got <laughs> spread that around to your, to you your have pe- the platform, to your peers. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hunt, let's right. go. You, Cause you, hey, everybody, you, I want every team across the league going, Hey, we can earn this and have this opportunity too, because you should have it. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing too. Now you've got Rooney saying it and you've got Hunt saying it, just get Mara saying it and we're good to go. <laughs> you got the lockdown right? there. That, that's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and would Bailey Jer- Jones will help? have a say in it. Would Jerry help? He probably wants a neutral site game because he's not playing in these. He could, and he could get it. Yeah, and he could get it and make more money. Yeah, it's the only way the Cowboys are getting a championship so. game is to have the AFC play there in Jerry's role because that team's not getting anything, which, by the way, they made a coaching change today. The Dallas Cowboys did. Oh, another, yeah, another. Yeah, another, hot. a year ago, this guy was the hottest thing since bacon grease. Kellen Moore's out. A lot of OC jobs out there. Good grief. Which one is Biennemi getting? Or still maybe a head Colts? coaching job? Colts, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Is anybody hired a head coach yet? Uh um, oh yes, Carolina, yeah, Carolina got Frank Reich. Yeah, Carolina yeah. got Frank Reich. That's a nice hire. I like yeah. that hire for them. They need a quarterback now. So Frank Reich's looking going, I got the same thing yeah, here I as I just know. came from. I don't know about <laughs> I don't this. Know why you're doing the hell? Frank Reich's doing this to himself. But he's, I think he's a good coach. I just think they never got him a quarterback. And and if you don't have a quarterback in this league, you just don't have an opportunity to win. Ask every team that's sitting around, you know, picking dingleberries out of their ass. The rarefied air continues for one Andy Reid. Next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. This is a stingy, stingy Cincinnati defense. Chiefs go with three tight ends and a shotgun. They roll it to the right side. Mahomes pump faking. Now fires it late for the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Travis Kelsey from Patrick Mahomes! And the Chiefs lead 12-3. And now Mahomes to Kelsey in the postseason for the 13th time. That's second in National Football League history to only Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. How about that? Mitch Holtis on 106.5 The Wolf. I, I'm going to tell you something here as you're sitting down in your seat. A um, couple of things we want to get to in this segment. There's a former NFL quarterback that may have been stealing from the company kitchen Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, that we'll get to. Uh-oh. And... Um, and also that play right there, you start to look at some of these um, superlatives, right? What I thought would have been no chance is now becoming, hmm, there's, there's a, a chance. chance. <laughs> and, and, and that's Patrick Mahomes taking down every Tom Brady postseason record there is. He is getting so freaking close in everything to being number one Sons. in this and number one in that. It's on Super Bowls. Right, but I'm talking about superlatives, right? Right. 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 I'm talking about superlatives. Like Andy Reid is closing in on every possible superlative that is out there. You start to look at what Patrick Mahomes is doing right now. 
Uh, he is uh, right now 32 postseason touchdowns. Is eighth all time, tied with Dan Mariano or something. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's tied eighth all time with him. Dan Mariano. Right. Now, Tom Brady has 88 touchdown passes in his postseason career. Tom Brady's done. Patrick Mahomes is just going. Patrick Mahomes right now is tied for fourth all time with nine hundred plus passer ratings for the postseason. Tom Brady has nineteen. Uh, Patrick Mahomes right now consecutive conference championship game appearance is five. Tom Brady's at eight. That that may be the toughest one because I mean, but, but it may not be. That I was, don't know, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. But that was stupid because you're like, yeah, they've just taken up residency in this game. Yeah, and it, they weren't all at home. Right, maybe you get. I mean, you get eight in a row at home. You can right. You can, I mean, you can shove that one too, you, right? You yeah. really can. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Travis get, Kelsey, get greedy. Who cares? Travis Kelsey's no. second all time in receiving yards in the postseason, not with tight ends. Total Just catching the ball. Right, right. Yeah, Travis Kelsey the is the number one tight end in receiving yards in NFL history in the postseason. Travis Kelsey has seventeen consecutive postseason games with three or more receptions. That's number one uh, in the postseason. Fifteen postseason. Touchdowns is number one in Chiefs history, 10 more than number two, and that's Tyreek Heal. Uh, most touchdowns in a career in the postseason for a tight end. Rob Gronkowski and Kelsey are tied with 15. I mean, the, the stuff goes on and on and on. Most quarterback pass catcher touchdowns in the postseason. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have 13. Brady and Gronk have 15. Like all of these things that I, I looked at at the start of this run to try to catch Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes is nipping at his heels in just about everything. And the fact that he's only in year five of this. Seems like it's gone very, very fast. Very fast. And he's ascending up the charts faster than anybody ever thought. I mean, it's it's remarkable how successful this guy and him and Travis Kelsey together, the duo, have been in the postseason. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Metro Ford. Visit inventory online at kcmetroford.com. So Andy Reid picks up his 11th postseason win for the Chiefs continues to extend his record there. And yesterday's mark also placed him now second all time in postseason wins, only behind Bill Belichick. And now also, oh, the 11 is more than he had in Philadelphia. Yeah. During that tremendous run they had, one Super Bowl, but then they were uh, housed in the AFC championship or the NFC championship game for those those number of years as well. Correct. He's got more postseason wins here in Kansas City than he did even in Philadelphia, and is now second all time passing uh, Tom Landry, who he was tied with entering yesterday. Now second all time by himself, ten behind Bill Belichick. And Belichick really should have an asterisk because he did his with all of Tom Brady. I mean, he did it. I don't. I don't asterisk. I don't need the asterisk. Andy Reid's. I, I think Andy Reid is in a different realm, though, because it is with two different franchises. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing to step back and go, wait a minute. Whoa, Philadelphia and Kansas City. <sighs> I'm telling you, there's going to be somebody who plays for one of the two teams at the Super Bowl at Media Day that doesn't know that Andy Reid was the Eagles coach. I promise you that there will be somebody who plays for the Eagles or for the Chiefs that doesn't know that Andy Reid was the Eagles coach, and they will be shocked to hear that. Yeah, I hope it's an Eagle, and they go, yeah, I just heard that the other day. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. (laughs) You're going to get it. Yeah, You're going to get it because you take the youngest guy on this team is like 21 or 22 years old. They were 11 or 12 when Andy Reid left Philadelphia. You remember when you were 12? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do? I don't know. 
My daughters are 12 and 13 right now. They have sure, no a lot of, concept of Andy Reid ever coaching there, in there Philadelphia. There were a lot of those. And I, I, at 12, though, I would have known every coach, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you know a, what? You're right. That's we were really right. a sports dork then. I mean, Josh, you're right. I was thinking about so that. Now. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yeah. If I could get half the coaches in the NFL, right, I think I'm, I'm doing <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. But you could name all the coaches, <laughs> all the GMs probably, yeah. and all the managers in baseball. For sure. For sure. You, you, you just throw out a team, and you would yeah. know who that manager was. Yeah. Name a team from the 80s. I'll tell you who their manager was. <laughs> yeah. Padres, Jack McKeon. Yeah. Who was the football coach in San Diego then? I don't know. Eric Coriel, yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably Don Coriel. Don Coriel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you could do that as a kid now. You're like, oh, these guys change coaches more than we change underwear. Yeah. The Bears yeah. fire their guy again? Or it's they... nuts. It's, it's, it's nuts. So, kudos to Andy Reid. Just keeps doing, keeps doing the, uh, the incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Speck... Was playing bad cop today. What's going on? Yeah. So our boss, Steven Spector is out here regulating in the, uh, in the, in the office. So, What's going on? so I got here a little early today cause I couldn't sleep. So, so I got in early, did, did some busy work and, and I walk out of one of the studios and Spector saying it's like four 30 in the morning. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing here? I figured he was coming in to like put in, Hey, the chiefs are going to the super bowl. Let us be your state, you know, stuff like that. Right? No, he was here because he had to pick Boomer Esiason up and bring him to the station to do his radio show that he does every day on our sister station, WFAN, out of New York. So I'm like, okay, so you're Boomer's show for who picking you up on the road? Uh, nobody. Right? Nobody. I'm thinking back to the World Series when I was there. Nobody even found me a studio. Right, like I right. was on my own for that. Spec offered to pick me up one time. Yeah. He did? Once. Yeah, once. Once. Which time was that? When my, my car broke down one time, he drove by. Oh, but the he, wiffle ball tournament. Yeah, I go to the, uh, oh, the, the wiffle ball tournament. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will yeah, say he yeah, did yeah, offer right. to pick me up he, at that point. I right. said, no, I got a tow truck's right. coming, whatever. But that's it. That that's, was it, that, right? that, that's it. So, I've never. Let 4.30, alone, he's getting up the, to handle Boomer. Let alone he was up at like three something to right. do that. Uh, no, that's never happened for us. Scared no the mess out of me because I got too. here at about 3.30, and all of a sudden I heard you come in. I saw you. Hey, how you doing? Footsteps behind me. I'm like, I know that's not cling, and you know I'm still working. Headphones on. Look over. Oh, wait a minute, bro. Yeah, what are right. you doing? What, what are you doing? First here? person. Usually don't get here till ten. Normally at the earliest. See at the office is not spec. Right. Yeah. So he no was chance. there because he had to bring Boomer Esiason in to do his radio show. So we've got this this company kitchen thing. You know, everything is basically out in the open, but they've got a kiosk. You got to pay for it, and cameras all around. Right. It's it's. It's an honor system type thing, but they'll they'll bust you. They'll get you. So Boomer, I guess, apparently thought all this stuff was free. <laughs> uh, and so he's uh-huh. like, you know, taking it, and it gets back to his radio show that Boomer's, you know, I guess he's talking about it, and they're like, that stuff's not free. There's a kiosk you got to pay, right? Right. He's, he's grabbing, literally grab and go. Right, yeah. And, and so he thought it was all, I mean, free. I mean, uh-huh. he hasn't worked in radio long enough. <laughs> no, there's nothing free. Yeah. Um, well, he's so, a TV, too. So There you know, is that. You know. There is that CBS yeah. may have a free yeah. snack bar or right, something. Right, 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 right. But on the radio side of things, we're no charging chance. you double. Yeah. Um, so, so unbeknownst to us, the radio station called Steven. Cause I guess Steven set up Phil to go in there and do the show, Boomer. right? Boomer. Um, and, and so he gets a phone call from WFAN asking him to be on the air to talk about Boomer swiping M&M's or whatever <laughs> it was from the company kitchen. So they're busting him out, and then they get Steven on to verify it to, oh, to let everybody know 
We that get he, that audio. And then Speck just stuck his head in and he goes, and then whatever TV station they're on wants the security video. They want the footage of him ripping off the snack bar. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, this is this is priceless. This is good. So we gotta we gotta find the audio yes. from Steven on WFAN. Hopefully we'll have it maybe by the nine o'clock hour. We can play him talking to New York about Boomer rummaging through the bags of Cheetos that are over here. What do you think Boomer was going after? Did he after? eat that old honey bun? That was God, I, I hope, hope he so. went, that I hope he went honey egg bun. salad. Maybe that egg salad sandwich. I hope he went that egg salad. Everybody's dared one another to eat. They've got some Donettes in there, right, with the powder all over oh. them. Let's hope. There, there is a honey bun that has been there since Carter was president. <laughs> help yourself. Use our boss to get a ride. Help yeah, yourself. Help yourself. Take it all, Boomer. Boomer. Come on. Boomer just thinks everything's free. He's Boomer. <laughs> That's true. Oh, that's fantastic. oh my God! So Speck had to play bad cop today, and uh, and <laughs> stop theft in the office. <laughs> Not something you probably thought was on his radar either. So he doesn't have to worry about us three jabronis. Yeah. He's got to worry about the yeah, guy yeah. from Cincinnati. <laughs> guy from Cincinnati stealing no. the honey buns. Uh, cigars were had yeah. in the Chiefs' locker room last night. We'll get to that next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.